Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey there, welcome once again to Growing in Grace. I'm Mike with Joel, Cap, and Breeze. Glad to be with you. Uh, excited about this week's podcast, Joel, as we continue talking about this great news that we have in Jesus Christ. So, Paul said, you know, watch out, avoid those who teach a different gospel. Well, for some people in the church world, what we're teaching, Joel, is a different gospel. Hmm. Or is <laughs> what they're teaching a different gospel? Hmm. They're both different in, in some ways. So which is right? Look, nobody's cornered the market on truth, certainly not us. But uh, talking some of these things out in the proper context about the old covenant that Israel was under, the new covenant that both Jew and Gentile are under since the, the resurrection of Christ, the, the cross and resurrection, bringing some of these things into context, into a, a light where we can see things more clearly is going to help us to realize that some of what we've learned over the years may have been a little bit more of a bondage than the freedom that God intended. Right, exactly. And, you know, uh, like you're saying, we don't claim to have the market cornered on the truth. What we're trying to share on the podcast and in the, the various things that we share with people regarding what we believe is the gospel is simply where we have come to in our study of the Bible, in our communication with God, knowing God, and, and believing what, what he uh, is teaching us. You know, there's somebody on uh, YouTube made a comment on one of our podcasts recently about our easy believism doctrine and how it's <laughs> dangerous. And it's never been preached for over 2,000 years. And now somehow all these biblical scholars over the years got it wrong, while we and the other hypergracers seem to know better. That's, you know, sometimes the type of ap- accusation uh, that's hurled toward us. But, you know, we're not know-it-alls. <laughs> we're not trying to be know-it-alls. We look at, like like I was mentioning last week, there is a, a division in the Bible between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, and we try to look at the Bible, both when we're reading in the Old Testament Scriptures and in the New Testament Scriptures, we try to find that division line and understand which is the law, which is the Old Covenant, and which is the Gospel, which is the New Covenant. And uh, we try to divide those things and try to make it as clear as we can to people so that people will be freed up for the freedom for which Christ has set them free. And so as you uh, listen and, and share this with people, keep that in mind, because uh, it's so important that we do that. The commandments, so many different things that the New Testament scriptures say can sometimes throw people off when the word commandments are mentioned or doing verses are mentioned. People tend to think of those as the basis of life in Christ, where really the basis of life in Christ is Christ's finished work and the fact that we've been perfected in him and that we're in him, that he's in us. And then doing and, and works flow from that. We don't do works in order to get justified or to be right with God or to get him to love us more. But we are already, as we talked about last week, we're already all these things, and and uh, some of the things that we do flow out of that. Yeah, and, and your grace critic on that online forum, Joel, they made the comment that we we're twisting things to fit our point of view. You know what? That, that's what I used to do before I came to uh, the grace of the gospel. When I was 
in a more legalistic mindset where I thought this thing was dependent more upon me, even though I knew salvation was a free gift. I, I thought it was, you know, going forward, it was more dependent upon me to keep it intact. And so back at that time, under that somewhat legalistic gospel, I would often look without realizing it, and a lot of people do this without realizing it, they're trying to mesh the scriptures to fit an already established mindset that may not be correct. What happened in grace is I began to recognize that, and I'm not trying to twist scriptures to fit a mindset. I'm trying to look at the scriptures to get away from a mindset that was not accurate. And so that's what we're doing here now. To me, we're doing the opposite of what we used to do by trying to mold the scriptures to fit an already established mindset. We're we're really not trying to do that. We're trying to get away from that. And, you know, some of these things we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, Joel, I, I think we want to take a few minutes to point out some things because some of what we talked about, I hope you can go back and catch the last few programs because there's a thread going on there that's really cool, growingingrace.org. I don't know where you're listening right now, but you can find all of our archived podcasts right there. Some people, it's, it, what we're talking about is, is so different than what they've learned over the years in their religious setting. They're wondering, okay, are you guys saying that, I heard you say that sanctification and behavior aren't the same thing. I heard you say that sanctification and justification, uh, you really don't separate them when it comes to our identity in Christ. So are you guys saying that it doesn't matter how we live, how we behave, and what we do? I'm not getting it. I'm, I'm not sure where you guys are coming from. So let's clarify a little bit here. Yeah, it's good to do that, because it can be taken. Now, if if we preach the pure gospel, what we believe, again, is the pure gospel, again, not as know-it-alls, but as we've come to see and understand the scriptures, when we preach that gospel, it can be taken by people who aren't fully listening to what we're really saying. They might take it as if we're saying, hey, just go do whatever you want, and just go sin all you want, uh, because you're sanctified, you're justified, you're holy, so it doesn't matter what you do. And that's the farthest from what we're saying. It does matter. Let's just say this clearly. It does matter what you do. It does matter if you walk after the flesh versus whether you walk after the spirit. The thing is, is that, you know, Paul talks about walking after those who walk after the flesh, even as believers and those who walk after the spirit. But he he never says that a person who does the wrong behaviors loses their salvation or loses fellowship with God. He never says anything like that. The problem is, those things can be dangerous. They can hurt us. They can hurt other people. There are all kinds of reasons to not do the wrong things. Uh, but it's all not. It's not based upon salvation. Again, to be clear, sanctification, justification, righteousness, holiness—all a gift from God. They're all not through what we do. But as a result of knowing who we are in Christ, this is where it comes down to, knowing his love for us, knowing his goodness for us, renewing our minds to the truth of the gospel, that can change our motivations to what we really do. Because God has given us, since since we are partakers of the divine nature, since Christ is in us and we're in him, we have a new set of wants and desires, and those are natural for us now. You could say they're supernatural, but they're supernaturally natural, perhaps, or naturally supernatural. I don't know. I've heard people use those terms before. But anyway, uh, it's it's all due to Christ in us. 
and not trying to attain something. Exactly. What we've got now, compared to the rule book of the old covenant, we got a different covenant. And in this covenant is something called love. <laughs> mm -hmm. The love of God that has been shown to us through Christ, experiencing and receiving this love now allows us to freely, freely love others. And this, this is a powerful thing. This is not by command, per se. It's not a requirement from the rule book, because that wouldn't really be love, would it? Not by the true definition of love. So now, because we found out that God loved us first, we are now free to show this same kind of love to others. And we're empowered to do so because we're in him and he's in us. It's the ministry of the Spirit. So much, so much to cover on, on these things because we, we automatically think it's about our, our behavior and maintaining some sort of relationship or position with God. It's realizing that he has already established us and positioned us that, that allows us to now freely uh, move forward in the ministry of the Spirit instead of the ministry of the rule book of the command. Um, it's, it's quite a different thing because now in Christ, apart from the law, we can bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The, the fruit of the Spirit is just that. It's not our fruit. It's his fruit. We don't produce it. We bear it. We're, we're not the vine. We're just a branch. But it's, it's all done apart from law. And it's not something we pour effort into. And we were talking at lunch the other day, Joel, about how a tree doesn't try to bear fruit. It just happens because that's, who the, that's the kind of tree it is. And we're a part of the tree of Christ. And it's just natural for it to flow freely. Uh, the, these, these good works, the fruit of the Spirit, these different things, that love for others. Because love, the way it works, is it, it, it doesn't seek its own. It, it seeks the well-being of others. You know, love isn't going to murder anybody. It's, it's, love isn't going to commit adultery. Love isn't going to covet. Love, love isn't going to steal. So that's what we live from. Yeah, it is. And I just uh, want to highlight a word that you used there. You said it uh, a few times in there, freely. You know, we are, we're able to love others freely. You see, if if we're not able to love others, if, if we don't have the freedom to love others or to not love others, <laughs> then it's not love. In other words, if it's forced, if, if we're doing it because we have to, then it's force, and that's not really love. That can't be. You can't love somebody by force. That's not love. <laughs> it's just not really what love is. And then uh, what you were saying about, you know, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's it's His fruit. It's what God works in and through us, not as robots, not as Him forcing us to do things, but through His grace. God is at work in and through us. You know, Paul talked about the gifts of the Spirit in a few places, and he talks about how we're each gifted differently according to the grace of God given us. And Paul talked about how he worked hard. He did a lot of good things uh, for the gospel and for God. But he says even his labor there, it was, it was the grace of God that was with him. It, he, he was free to do those things or to not do those things. But since the grace of God was at work at him, in him, you know, how could he not do those things? Again, not as a robot, but as a person who loved to do those things because of the love of God. This whole life in Christ, it's not 
our boasting, look at all the things that God has said that I should do, and, and look at me do these things. Uh, our whole life in Christ, our boast is Christ in us. It's Christ at work in us, God at work in us to will and to do according to his good pleasure as we see what he's doing and get the joy and the pleasure of walking it out with him. It's not a solo project. It's not like I'm doing these things for God. It's a God at work in me because he's so good and because he's so loving. And again, if we're not free to do it, then it's not love and it's not grace at work. Well, all this talk about love, and we're going to move on to something else next week, from love to death and condemnation. (laughs) That's right. We're going to be talking about what was engraved on stones. The Ten Commandments really weren't to be separated from the rest of the Mosaic Law, although a lot of people do these days. They shouldn't do that. But we'll be talking about that, the ministry of death that brought condemnation. Paul, the Apostle Paul, says that it had glory, but that glory came to an end and was replaced with a more glorious and permanent ministry, the ministry of the Spirit. We'll get into that next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.